What are you interviewing me for? Well, I'm interviewing you for actually for my uh, podcast. It's called World Gone Good. Okay. And um, I'll brag for a second. It's in the top 5% of podcasts in all the world. Okay. I've done over 80 episodes. This is the first time I've ever gone on location. Okay. <laughs> well, hello. My name is Steve, and this is World Gone Good, the podcast where we shine the light and or find the light in the darkness to prove on a weekly basis I guess it's every Wednesday we prove it. There is still good out there and lots of it. Have you subscribed to us, rated us, reviewed us? Please help us spread the good by doing one or all of these good options. Every time you do, you help more people find our show. And that is a good thing, don't you think? Follow us on social media on Instagram. We are World Gone Good Podcast, at World Gone Good Podcast, that is. And on Twitter, we are at World Gone Good 1. That's World Gone Good, followed by the number one. We will happily follow you back. And the last piece of good that I can rattle off for you, our kick-ass, good, good, kick-assing website built by my BFF, Lisa. You can check it out anytime at worldgonegoodpodcast.com. So much good to be had. Yes, yes, yes. So much good to be had. All right, people, it finally happened. I left my house. That is right. For the past 80-plus episodes, I have recorded inside my house, but not today. Not today, Satan. Today, we are venturing out for a world gone good first. World Gone Good goes on location roughly four-ish miles from said house where I record. Picture it. A cool, crisp Saturday morning. Me. Post gym, a little sweaty, but ready to explore the good of our local farmers market. And let me tell you, there's a lot of good to be had at the farmers market. So here we are where we get our token. So what is your name? Kimmy. Kimmy, tell everybody what you do here at the farmer's market. So I sell tokens and I give out information about the farmer's markets. And yeah, that's pretty much it. But how does it work here? So why do we need tokens? So it's just in case if you don't have cash on you, a lot of the vendors don't take cards. So we do tokens instead, which work exactly like cash. They give you cash back for the tokens. They never expire. So you can use them whenever you want to. They work at all six of our local markets. And yeah, simple. Last, last question is this. What is good about a farmer's market? (laughs) All the people, the vendors are really nice. The food is really great. The prices are pretty good right now also. And it's just a good energy. I like the vibe here and it's nice. And you said you have your own booth at other places? Yeah. So I do uh, how many markets? Four markets during the week. And I have my, I work with my parents and I sell fruit and vegetables. So tell me your name. My name is Ilya. Ilya. Yes. Where are you from? I'm from Kazakhstan. Oh, fantastic. This is the best story I've ever heard so far. So going forward, tell me about the farm. Is it your farm? Is it a family farm? It's a family farm, yeah. It's my family farm. So we kind of taken care of it probably for the last eight years. So when we bought it, we already have most of the fruits there. So we have to kind of uh, 
try to be involved in know what to be a farmer. That's kind of, you know, I think we're doing fine so far. <laughs> Where is your farm actually located? It's actually located in between Santa Barbara and Galita. It's in 154, uh, San Antonio Creek. Oh, so you're pretty close by. Yeah, I'm a lucky guy. I used to wake up at literally like, you know, 10 meals before market so I can be here on time. <laughs> How long have you guys been coming to this market and selling at this market? Um, it's hard to say. I would say approximately maybe six years. That's my like guess, but it's kind of... I think we start with the Galita market and then they let us get to this one eventually. So I'll say like six years or six, seven years for this one. And this is the last question. It's an easy one. You say answer any way you want. What is good about a community farmer's market? Well, I feel like for many people, it's only not the source of like a fruit and vegetables, which is good. But it's also kind of to get like a sense of being together as like a one city, one community in common. And farmers try to get them back the best fruits and like the opportunities they can give, you know, together, together. Plus, you know, there's always a little local musician here and just like lots of kids, like people just coming to chat with each other too, which is, I, from my, I think one of the most important things that's happened here just to sense of people get together. Where else in the world but a farmer's market can you hear and watch a performer on a didgeridoo? What's the best part of a, of a farmer's market? The people. I'm wondering if that like fern could be an inside plant. Oh yeah, if you have good light. Yeah. It's not going to like it real dark. Oh yeah, really good light. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll get one of those. And here's the thing about a farmer's market that I got to tell you. Everyone here is smiling. Everyone is happy. There are people with masks on. There are people without masks on. Everything's spread apart. It's COVID safe. But the community here is just shopping, smiling, talking. People uh, don't exactly obey the rules of traffic. They just sort of stop when they see a friend or someone that they're interested in. Sometimes it's just somebody to talk to somebody else about something they see in their cart. But everybody's in a good, good mood. Are you guys locals? Yes. And do you guys come here every Saturday or is it? So you have been in before. Are there go-to places that you go to for this? Is like, is there a reason you go or is it just generic walking around? Raspberry bars, first stop for the kids. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And why is that? Is there, they're all natural, they're made, what is it about? They're delicious. It? They're delicious. Go try one. Proximity on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your name. I'm Emily Shomion. And Emily, where are you from? I'm from LA originally, but I live in Ventura right now. Ventura right now, and you're with? What do you sell here at the at the farmer's market? Um, I'm with Kelpful and we sell um, hand farm seaweed products. Okay, this is amazing. So where does the seaweed actually come from? I know the answer to that, but physically for you guys, is it coming from here? Is it, are you, is it being brought in from other places? How does it work for us? Well, it's brought in from San Luis Obispo area, right? Morro Bay area. Jump in, jump in. Tell me your this name. Is my boss. I'm Jules. Okay, we're going to the boss now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm co-founder of Kelpful. Uh, we sustainably hand harvest our seaweed in San Luis Obispo. So we have a few spots there. We go as far north as Big Sur. Amazing. And do you yourself get in the water to do this? We do, yeah. We go in uh, wetsuits at low tide and we hand harvest off the rocks. 
Okay, for anyone listening who's saying that's not fair to plants, do we need to talk anything about plants not having a central nervous system, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, and actually seaweed is an algae. It's not a plant. Oh, fantastic. See, even I'm learning shit. Go, go, go. <laughs> the way that we harvest is considered sustainable. Uh, we leave the hold fast, and so we cut it in a way that encourages more growth. So when we come back, um, it's, it's, it, uh, it's grown substantially from where it was the first time we harvested. So you're helping the ocean, and you're also helping people who are going to eat it. So here's the thing. What is good about eating seaweed? There are those people out there who say it tastes like nothing. There's other people go, oh my God, this is the most delicious thing I've ever tasted. And it's super nutrient dense, loaded with omega-3s, vitamins, minerals. It's got antiviral properties. Uh, it's one of the best things that you could put in your body or on your skin. <laughs> and for both of you, I'm going to ask this to both of you, what is good about a farmer's market? Farmer's market is local. It's great. These are people who live here, who work here. You're supporting your local economy and um, local jobs. And uh, it's, you know that it's fresh and you know that it's good. Do you have anything you want to add? I just love the farmer's market people. Everyone's super happy. We're here early on the morning and it's a beautiful day today. So I just love markets. I was just saying that earlier to somebody else. It's just like everyone's smiling. Everyone's talking. Even when we were in the throes of COVID, everyone was in a good mood. Good morning. Tell me your name. My name's Ivan. I work for Duval Date Farms. Tell me about dates. Okay, growing a palm tree, uh, one of the oldest crops known to man. Um, yeah, they uh, we harvest every fall. They need all the summer heat to get, um, they need 100 days over 100 degrees minimum. Where we're at, they probably get more like 150 days over 100 degrees. So that, that's what brings up the sugar here on the coast. They grow, the trees grow just fine, but they don't make viable fruit. And, uh, oh, what else about dates? Um, we have three varieties of our own, and we have the three most popular varieties in the world is what we produce. And this right here is our newest variety uh, called TR, creatively a third row. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, that's, uh, so we're pretty excited about that. There's, when those four baskets are gone, we'll have none until next year. So, Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One one tree in the whole world producing. We have seven coming up behind us that, that are going to be making the same fruit. But So I'm looking at history. Yep, yep, yep. And we have a fourth variety that we got to taste for the first time last year. It's bigger than the medjool, but right now we only produce about a handful of years. <laughs> How long have you been coming here? Uh, I've been working for them about 10 years now. Yeah, yeah we, we've been coming here, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure how long, but quite a while, quite a while. <laughs> and why is a farmer's market important to a community? Why is it important to you? It's just important to get fresh local food. Uh, you know, everything here comes from California. Um, you know, I, I get it right from the guy who picks it off the tree and hand it right to you. So no middleman. These things never sit in a warehouse. <laughs> Do you yeah. like spending time with the people too, especially oh, yeah, during the yeah, last yeah. two years? Oh yeah, yeah. It's nice to nice to have a job outside. <laughs> Tell me your name. Emma Rose. Emma Rose. Is it one word or two? Two. Two. Got it. Great. Okay. <laughs> You're with Dylan's Raw Hive Honey. Where are you guys located? Um, so we have a tap room on State Street in Coda. It's right next to Night Lizard Brewery, right across from World Market. Just opened less than a month ago. Nice. So there's a mixture of alcohol going on here and honey. Talk to me. So we've got honey, which we use to make all of our drinks. Um, we use it to make the gin in our kombucha, and we use it to make our mead, which is just fermented honey and then we also use it to make our hopped mead which is mead with hops in it which is more of a beer let's talk about local bees and local honey 
Um, so I don't know much about the bee process. That's more Dylan, who was here earlier, but he left. But he's the beekeeper. Um, he keeps them up in the mountains over here. And he also collects all the herbs for the honey from the mountains. Um, but he's been doing it for decades. He loves it. So it's all local. It's all here. Yeah. Kombucha. Let's talk about that for a second. There's people who love kombucha. I was just talking to the seaweed ladies. People who love kombucha and other people go, what the hell am I drinking? Yeah. So sell me on yours. Um, so I personally love kombucha because I'm gluten-free, so I can't drink beer. <laughs> and it makes my gut feel really healthy. Um, and it's got lots of probiotics, so it's really good for you. And the one thing that it says on the can is you'll be happy tonight and tomorrow morning. No hangover. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. That was the good. Ginger turmeric is so good. I like that's my favorite flavor. I'm not really the biggest fan of kombucha either, but the ginger turmeric is amazing. Last question is this: What's good about a farmer's market? The people. <laughs> the people and the food. Um, the environment is my favorite part. So if you're wondering what I am getting and have gotten so far, well, I've gotten um, a whole thing of strawberries. And what I make them do is I have them dump them into my bag. That was laugh at me because I don't like taking the plastic uh, containers. And I don't like taking the cardboard that comes with it. I also got a head of lettuce and I got a vegan pie for Jim. Actually, I think that was the main reason. That's the only thing he's going to care about. Probably one of the main reasons I came is because he said this morning, you're going to the farmer's market. I said, yeah, I think I'm going to go over there and I'm going to record. And he's like, okay, well, uh, get me a vegan pie. I'm at the Jimenez family farm. And I got two people standing in front of me. And they sell all sorts of things. But my favorite thing is their vegan pies. But we're going to get to that in a second. Tell me your names. I'm Joe. I'm Deb. And how do you guys know each other? Farmers From market. Farmers Market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but wait, where, where does, so you guys are part of the Jimenez family farm and you come down here, how does it work? I'm the redheaded stepchild, unofficially. <laughs> uh, and I've worked for them for 12 years, uh, their sales manager, and uh, we met the amazing Deb. Uh, she was working at a, at a different farm for several years and uh, she asked about work. Yeah. And that's how we connected. And where is this farm located, the actual farm? It's in Santa Inez. Okay, so like, what are we talking, like two hours north no, of no, here? Uh, yeah. Just three, 30 minutes, 30 minutes over the hill and into the Santa Inez Valley. You guys are, you making this sound a lot closer than it is. Isn't it? No, it's close, <laughs> right off the 154. Okay, 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 I'll buy it, I'll buy it. I'm so used to Lompoc, you know, traveling all the way to Lompoc. Oh, that's not that far. Oh, well, to me that's far. <laughs> I'm so, because I lived in LA and everything was an hour anyway oh, I went. Right, right. So just answer me this question. What is good about a farmer's market? What's not good about the farmer's market? Get community, like the freshest produce. Just can't beat it. Well, I'm interviewing for actually for my uh, podcast is called World Gone Good. Okay. And um, I'll brag for a second. It's in the top 5% of podcasts in all the world. Okay. I've done over 80 episodes. This is the first time I've ever gone on location. Okay. <laughs> I'm always in this little studio, aka on my bed. Okay. What is your podcast? It's called World Gone Good. World Gone Good. Look it up. You'll enjoy it. It's all about good stories, people doing good things. So she's writing it down. This is how I get more listeners. This is fantastic. Okay. I love how it's going. Okay, bye. No, I'm kidding. Tell me your name. 
So I'm Trudy, this is Diane, and this is Hi. Linda, and we're all Santa Barbara Master Gardeners. Fan-freaking-tastic. So obviously you'd be here at a community market, and what is it you are selling? We're not selling anything. We're here for a special day of action for monarchs and milkweed. We're here to help educate the public about what's happened to the Western monarch and how people can help support the monarchs. So what, I know what's happened, but what, tell everybody else what has happened, what's happened? Well, they're declining as we all know, and we're here for five easy ways to help monarchs. Okay, I'm gonna go through it. Reduce or eliminate pesticide use. Remove, don't plant tropical milkweed. Add nectar plants to your garden. Especially on the coast. Especially on the coast. Okay, uh, what is this? About California native narrow leaf milkweed. Oh, there's an about sheet. Great, great, great. Share with your neighbors what you've learned. I'm going to share all this. Yay. Now, what happened over in Goleta? Because I know about this with the trees all falling and all that. That happened a while ago. So can we talk about that for a second? The eucalyptus trees were part of at the overwintering site here in Santa Barbara. The monarchs who are traveling up in the Western migration routes come to Santa Barbara and overwinter at the eucalyptus groves. Climate change and drought has damaged those trees. Yep. They had to cut them down so that the branches wouldn't land on people. Yep. And we're seeing evidence of climate change right there at Elwood. That was over in Elwood. That's what I was going to say. And they quarantined that area off a while ago and that didn't let people go in there to, to hike anymore, right? Yeah trees and branches could fall on them. Right, right. <laughs> so what happened to those butterflies? Where did they go? Do we know? I don't think there's good research yet about where they've had to transfer to. There's a large overwintering site north of us up in San Luis Obispo County. Some of them may have gone there. There's not a lot of research to date. There's one in Pismo, a beautiful one in Pismo, and Carpinteria has one too. There's one in Carpentria over winter in sight. Okay, so I'm going to put all this information up on our site, but this is what also I'm going to ask both of you, all of you, anyone who wants to answer, what is good about a farmer's market? Oh, the farmer's market is a great place for people to come together. It was For us, it was an opportunity for public education about monarchs and how to support them. There are other organizations here like the Seed Swap, who's also able to give information to the public as well as people getting great fruits, vegetables, and flowers. And is the, are the roses on your head real? <laughs> no, I wish they were. The roses in my garden don't look quite as good as the ones on my head. <laughs> so go ahead and tell me your name. Wesley Rowe, Santa Barbara Permaculture Network. And you are part of the 14th Annual 2022 Santa Barbara Community Seed Swap. What is that? Well, this is a place where people in the community come to gather and exchange seed. It's, um, it's been going on for like 14 years, and about three to 500 people show up to exchange. Bring seeds, ex exchange seeds, music, and we have lectures. It's really a beautiful, fun day of sharing in the community. So why is it important for people to swap seeds and change uh, their own gardens and what they're planting? Well, the most important thing is local seed. With climate change, there's really important things that we need to adapt our seed. And so a strong uh, seed from the local community that is growing out year after year adapts. And so what happens is then all that exchanging then creates a whole seed, bountiful seed for everybody. 
and reinvigorates the soil. Yep. It's very important. You have to have healthy soil to have healthy food. And that's really, so we have all organic seed and you'll see that I've been growing since I've been 11 years old. So it's pretty magical to do it and see life, create life and be part of it. Have you been here your whole life? No, I've been, I grew up first in Canada and Ontario. That's where I started. My parents had a five acre farm. So I've, I've grown up growing food heavily. And then I evolved to growing food all around every place I went. So my thing is, it's like, I want to share this knowledge so it passes on for future generations. Last question for you is really easy. What is important? What is good about a Santa Barbara farmer's market? What's good about a farmer's market? Oh, our farmer's market is a vibrant place in the community. During COVID, it was the meeting place. So it kept our community and economy alive. This market was like so, so valuable for our community. The other thing our farmer's market is known for are the performers. And I uh, keep bumping into them. They're here and there and everywhere. There's a guy on the street right outside the entrance who is, he's got like everything. He's got an accordion. He's got a harmonica. He's got drums and, and tambourine and everything. And he also has a young fan. She looks like she's maybe, I don't know, three or four years old. And her name is Ruby. She's got bright red hair. And her dad's right nearby, and I think Ruby's gonna assist with this song of her choice. Okay. was our trip to the Santa Barbara Saturday morning community market. It's the, it's the place where you can get all your fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, see people, you can get dates, seaweed, honey, kombucha, you can hear music, and you just see a lot of smiling, smiling faces like I talked about. I want you to go check out where your uh, local market is on a Saturday morning and, you know, farmer's market see what you can get that's locally sourced locally made locally grown and support back the people in your community next time on world gone good we're barely helping one kid a month um and so they're just like oh man i what are we gonna do and i say we just keep doing what we're doing we keep spreading good you know, and just lead people into this next chapter of, of life, society, of campaign one at a time, whatever's going to happen. And like you mentioned, it, it, people just showed up.
Brody Nicholas is the CEO slash founder of Campaign One at a Time, where he and his group of good deed doers make dreams come true for sick and terminally ill children. Brody's good journey began with one child, his neighbor Sam, and it's evolved into an international organization that's reminding communities what it means to support one another in the good times and the not so good times. And above all else, it is a story about passion, following your passion, and being and becoming the inspiration simply by doing. I cannot wait for you to hear it. Until then, be good.